This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Patriots Daily is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. What's going on, everyone? It's Taylor Callis here for CLNS Media. With the NFL season one short week away, I wanted to leave a little Patriots bubble I've been living in this summer for an objective view of the NFL landscape and where New England stands relative to their 2023 opponents. Now, to provide this fresh insight, I enlisted the help of one of the business's hardest working and most insightful analysts. You know her from NFL Live, and if you're wise, you've been following her podcast where she crushed a series of division preview shows. Ladies and gentlemen, Mina Kimes. Mina, how you doing today? I'm good. And if you're watching this and you're a Patriots fan, I'm guessing it's a pretty large percentage. Definitely check out the AFC East preview because uh, the host of this show was my guest on that show. And I thought he did a terrific job, not just talking about the Patriots, but of course, uh, talking about the division rivals and what's uh, sure to be a very exciting division this year. Yeah, thank you for the kind words. And it's an easy division to talk about. Like you said, there's going to be a a lot of rock fights, a lot of talent. And uh, we're going to see in this season preview how exactly that's going to play out. So starting with little Patriots, obviously went eight and nine last year, third in the AFC East. A lot of improvements, obviously, Bill O'Brien, Mike Gesicki, some of the bigger additions on offense that are going to help out. Defense was already pretty stacked last season. But they also added Marte Mapu. I said him first, like he was the first pick. He's just the guy I may have been most excited about. Christian Gonzalez and Keon White. We were both pretty excited about this defense. So what's your outlook overall for the Patriots this season? You know, uh, if the Patriots weren't in the AFC East, I think there's a lot of divisions that I would probably have them as realistically contending. Unfortunately, it is a very challenging division. Uh, They have what uh, FTN... Uh, which is run by Aaron Schatz, who does a terrific job every year with their almanac, uh, projected them to have the hardest schedule in football. So that's coloring my analysis a little bit um, because otherwise, you know, I I would say, I think this is, it's a good team. It's a team that should be better than last year, uh, a team that has an elite defense and offense that I think could surprise some people, frankly. I think they're going to win a lot of close, gross, ugly games uh, and w- w- when you have a team that's built that way, uh, there's always room for them to pull out some surprises. So mm-hmm. I don't have them, you know, winning the division, but I wouldn't be surprised if they scratch and claw their way to the playoffs somehow as a wild card, nonetheless, on the strength of that defense and an improved offense. I don't think Bill Belichick would want it any other way. He loves those nasty games that fans love to criticize, but he's like, hey, a win is a win. So we're going to start off with week one against the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl runner-ups, right out of the gate. Just going to give them the toughest opponent they may have all season. Uh, Obviously, out-of-conference opponents, so they don't play each other very often. The last time they played was in 2019, Brady's last season. It was an ugly one. It was a 10-7 loss for the Patriots in Philadelphia. Brady had a 67.3 passer rating. Carson Wentz had a 74.4 pass rating, and the only touchdown for the Patriots was a 15-yard pass from Julian Edelman. That's how desperate they got just to get on the scoreboard. How do you see things playing out this time around? 
Yeah, I got I got Philadelphia winning this one. It's certainly a tough way to start the season. I mean, I have the Eagles winning the NFC to put it in perspective. Um, you know, I, I think that with the Patriots offense, there might be some growing pains at first, question marks in the offensive line, obviously new system. Bill O'Brien running the show now. We can talk about in depth, but um, it, it, the Eagles defense isn't, they've had some pretty significant losses. I think they're also uh, kind of undergoing a period of change, but I don't love how that Patriots pa- uh, offensive line matches up against a pass rush that led the league in sacks last year. And you mentioned Bill O'Brien. So the Patriots have a new offensive coordinator. Eagles have a new defensive coordinator in Sean Desai. What kind of changes do you think we're going to see from each of those guys in their schemes? Yeah, uh, Desai's an interesting coach because he comes from the big Fangio tree. Uh, and I think that there's been a, there's a lot of coaches in the NFL right now from that tree or have called sort of similar defenses. And um, with the Eagles, there was a lot of frustration amongst the fan base last year about the defense being somewhat passive, sitting back in zones, not uh, rushing, not blitzing enough, that kind of thing. Um, I think that they'll be surprised by some of the change-ups they get with Desai running the show, just based on um, things I've heard him say. He was in Seattle briefly, Chicago. Um, you know, I, so far this preseason too, watching them, they've definitely been more aggressive. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the, Eagle, the Eagles defense turns up the aggression a little bit, um, especially against, you know, a Patriots offense that really struggled with pressure last year. Yeah, and you're hoping the Patriots obviously have had a ton of issues on the offensive line. We don't know for a fact we're going to see Mike and Wenu, Cole Strange, or even who's going to be at one of the tackle spots. So I saw last year that I don't think anybody used stunts in line games less than the Eagles. I'm hoping that's the case again on week one. Otherwise, that's going to be a long game if the Patriots have an offensive line that doesn't have a ton of chemistry. All right, so we're starting off with an L. Very fair, very reasonable. Week two. Patriots play the Dolphins, but thank goodness it's not going to be in Miami. We know that's a house of horrors for them. Last year, the Patriots split games, but it wasn't totally fair because Tua Tagovailoa, who is still undefeated 4-0 against the Pats as a starter, he only played the first week in that game. They lost the Patriots 20-7 with Tua posting a 104.4 passer rating and throwing a touchdown. But to be fair, These games with Tua always come down to the fourth quarter, and it feels like because the Patriots haven't really had consistency on offense, and obviously in the beginning of the year, they're usually trying to still figure things out. feels like they make some mistake, a fumble, a bad turnover, and then Tua and the offense just kill clock and make sure that the Patriots have no chance of coming back. How do you have this one going? Are the Patriots going to start 0-2? I've got the Patriots pulling off the upset. I mean, I imagine it's the upset. I don't have the odds in front of me. Um... And a lot of this is because of that elite defense we've talked about. You know, the Miami offense, I'm very curious to watch week one against Brandon Staley's defense. I imagine the New England coaches are also interested in watching that because that was a defense that really thwarted them at the end of last season um, with their game plan. And you saw a few defenses in the NFL try. There were some different approaches, also just a higher quality of defense. They played the Niners, for example. But mm-hmm. the Dolphins offense, which was such a buzzsaw through really 60 to 70 percent of the season, but Tua was healthy, even when he played in the final quarter of the season, ran into some struggles. Um, And I think New England has both, obviously, the brilliant coaching, game planning, and also the personnel um, to pull off the sort of bespoke game plan that uh, we saw Miami run into a little bit down the stretch. So for me, I think this, I've got this as a little bit lower scoring than expected, 
And I'm putting this win on the strength of the Pats defense. I think that's fair, especially with all the additions that Dolphins have made on their defense side of the ball. No Jalen Ramsey to start the season, but still plenty of talent. I know Cam Smith, we both like him as well. All right, now moving on to week three. Jets last season were 7-10, fourth in the AFC East, but a lot of things have changed since then. They got this guy named Aaron Rodgers, if you've heard of him. He's pretty talented. I think he might change some things up a little bit. Uh, the hope is in New York that they're going to have more health along their offensive line, which would obviously go a huge way considering they're probably going to be more of a run-heavy team so Rodgers doesn't have to put the team on his shoulders. But the Patriots swept the Jets last season. Again, very different circumstances. The first game, the Patriots won 22-17 to at MetLife when Zach Wilson threw three interceptions, two to Devin McCourty, who I hope is enjoying retirement. And the second game, uh, this is kind of a theme in this episode where we kind of just bring up how the Patriots had a really ugly game. This was a 10-3 win where the only reason they pulled it out was because Marcus Jones just got a gift from the gods, returned a punt for a touchdown in the closing seconds. It was a fun game, you know, for that one brief element, but the rest of it was pretty tough. But Aaron Rodgers is 2-1 against New England since 2014. Now, the one game, and this was probably my favorite loss the Patriots have ever had in 2014, where he and Tom Brady were just going at it, like drive for drive. Really fun game there. Patriots couldn't pull it out. But since then, the Patriots have managed to hold Rodgers. He had 112.5 passer rating in that game. They've held him to an 89 passer rating in the last two meetings. Obviously, they beat him. I think it was, in, uh, it was a few years ago they beat him in Foxborough. And then last year... In Green Bay, the overtime thriller where Bailey Zappi took him into overtime. But, uh, you know, Belichick was saying, I'm not sure I'm going to trust the young gun. Gave it to Aaron Rodgers in overtime, and he managed to pull it out. How do you think round one against the Jets is going to go? Yeah, this is tough. I ended up going with the Jets, who I actually, I think when I was looking at their schedule, I think might lose their first two games. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a little bit of a back, back against the wall pick for mm – -hmm. New York. Um, you know, I, I, when I thought about this one, I think the Jets defense strikes me as this, the exact kind of defense that should give this New England offense troubles. They're so fundamentally sound against both the run and the pass, ability to get pressure with four, stop the rushing attack with light boxes, elite cornerback play. Um, I think New England, you know, which I expect to use a lot of 12 personnel, could create a bit offensively with their tight ends against this Jets mm -hmm. safety group linebackers. But I think points are going to be hard to come by. And it just kind of felt like, okay, Aaron Rodgers, desperation game, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson, not sure anyone in New England really matches up well with him, but it could go either way. Yeah, that's a tough matchup because you think, okay, is Gonzalez going to cover Alan Lazard, who was uncoverable in the second half because of his size? Or are you going to put Gonzalez on Garrett Wilson, who is clearly their number one receiver? And it feels like, yeah, with that Jets defense, I think the only weakness is really down the middle. You're not trying to throw outside with that pass rush. You don't want to hold onto the ball. So it's going to be a tough matchup. I agree. I think they're probably going to end up splitting those games personally. All right, now we got week four with the Cowboys, who were second in the NFC East last year with a 12-5 record. Dak is 1-1 one one against New England. Now, to be fair, when he first played New England in 2019, it was a rain game, kind of sloppy. He had a 64.2 passer rating with an interception. But boy, did he turn things around when the Patriots and the Cowboys played in Max's rookie year in Gillette. Had 108.7 passer rating, three touchdowns, just one interception. It felt like the Patriots threw the kitchen sink at him. They had disguises. They played different coverages. You know, they were clearly afraid of his processing ability and his accuracy. It wasn't enough. The 
Cowboys wound up pulling it out in overtime. It was that deep over with C.D. Lamb against Jalen Mills, and then he let Jalen Mills know, bye-bye, you can go to your locker room now. We got this one wrapped up. Uh, do you think the Patriots are going to win this one? Because I think this is one of the toughest games in the schedule, especially playing against old friend Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I don't. I want to be clear, Pats fans. Yeah. You're going to start winning some games. So I know this is a tough start <laughs> that I have projected, but it's a very difficult schedule uh, mm-hmm. first part of the year. Um, I think this Cowboys, I mean, honestly, the Patriots are very close, but the Cowboys I have is having the best defense in football. I do not love the matchup of that pass rush against this New England offensive line. Um, I do think New England can and will run the ball in this one to try to mitigate that to some degree. Uh, but it, I, I, I just think this Dallas defense is really, really deep, really, really talented stars across the board. And then offensively, um, you know, I, I think by then we'll have a better sense of kind of what this uh, passing attack will look like under Mike McCarthy as a play caller. But a uh, very good one, two, three punch at wide receiver in Dallas that I think could give it, it's the type of receiving group that could give New England some trouble. Yeah, I think the only hope is you pray that Dak has one of those games where he has a couple of still interceptions that keep you in it. But hey, starting off slow is not the worst thing in the. I'm sorry. It's happened before, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And hey, Patriots starting off with their backs against the wall. Not the worst thing in the world. Just a little humility to start the schedule. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. That's guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. It absolutely is. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSitsMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account, a current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. Well, let's see if they can turn it around against New Orleans. Now, this is another interesting one. Because, again, they're out of conference. You wouldn't think they play very often, but the Patriots actually played the Saints only a couple years ago. They lost 28-13 to to Jameis Winston-led team. He had 110.8 rating and two touchdowns. One was insane. I think he, like, threw it off his back foot in the back of the end zone. Somebody just, like, went up and grabbed it. Uh, That was a pretty wild one. But they did manage to hold Alvin Kamara to 3.7 yards per rush on 24 carries. So I think you're going to want a similar kind of game plan this time around. Uh, I'm not going to pick on Mac in the show. I was looking at his stats in a lot of these games and they just don't look good, which sometimes I think it's fair because he struggled. 
Other times it's just like, you know, the system around him, he was either young or was dealing with a tough offense. He had a touchdown and three interceptions in that game. And then new Saints quarterback Derek Carr, he is one in three against the Patriots. Now his one win, I think Patriots fans may remember this one. Not going to go too in-depth because it was an absolute nightmare. Uh, yeah, it was that late thriller in Vegas last year. Uh, where he threw a late touchdown that I still contest was not a touchdown. I think that was a poor call, but I don't get paid to make those decisions, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, and obviously the the cluster fudge. Uh, I don't know if I'm even allowed to swear on my own podcast, but yeah, really bad ending to that game. How do you think this one's going to go? I've got New England winning this. And earlier I talked about sort of the divisions and how if New England was in another division, I might pick them to win. I think I'd probably pick them to win the NFC South, candidly, on the strength of the the defense, um, uh, whereas the Saints will probably win the division uh, because it is very winnable. But uh, no, I, I think this is the type of team that New England does match up well with. They don't have a very good pass rush. Um, you know, they they have a lot of talented players in the secondary, and they've got Demario Davis. But I think New England will be able to scheme up some offense against them. And then on the other side of the football, um, you know, we'll see what the Saints' offense looks like by this point in the season um but the team is so fragile you know they're 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 pretty old they're not very deep at a lot of positions um and i think more likely than not they're probably going to look different at this point than from how they look week one uh so i think new england could benefit from that yeah i mentioned that ugly game against the raiders with Derek carr funny enough the next week they're going to vegas they are going to play the raiders who last year they, again, lost you. I'm not going to go into that one. Mac didn't have a great game, 3.6 yards per attempt. I'm not, That's it. All right, how do you think this one's going to go? Are they going to get some retribution against Josh McDaniels? Yeah, I'll be brief. I got the Pats winning this one. They're a better football team, Vengeance. significantly better defense. I, I don't think this Raiders defense is very good. Um, mm-hmm. Offensively, you know, I, I think if Garoppolo is healthy at this point, uh, he is a good fit for Josh McDaniels offense but if there's I, I i do not think that bill belichick will have a hard time game planning for that offense do you think jimmy's gonna be the quarterback by then because i've heard some rumblings again i've been in my bubble but i heard aiden o'connell did pretty well might be in the conversation i think probably more likely than competition is an injury you know issue mm. but and, and o'connell did play very well during the preseason but my pick would remain the same if he was uh, the fair. quarterback <laughs> all right week seven the dreaded Buffalo Bills yeah. won the AFCs last year, swept New England. Although I will say, I thought they were more competitive against Josh Allen than they've been in recent years. Allen's undefeated against the Pats in his last four games. He's had a pass rating of at least 100 and at least two touchdowns in each of those games. Patriots can usually run pretty well on the Bills. The secondary, you know, with injuries, it kind of hurts. Although they couldn't capitalize on it last season on offense. But I did think, again, this was kind of like that game where they threw everything at Dak, where it's disguises, you're playing a lot of cover two. You're not doing what you really want to do. You're really just, this is where Belichick makes his money. Uh, or Steve or, you know, Brian or whoever's, you know, cooking up these game plans these days. Uh, how do you have this one going? And are they going to keep making progress against Josh Allen? Or are they going to run into a buzzsaw? Uh, I, I don't think it'll buzz, be a buzzsaw. I think it'll be close. I do have the Bills winning this one largely on the strength of uh, – Josh Allen, I think, you know, I love this New England defense, but I think he is the exact type of quarterback that can challenge it because Mm -hmm. of his ability to play under pressure. Um, 
you know, I, I think because of the amount, the, the fact that he, as a rusher, has such a devastating change up, even when the picture is changed on him or you game plan perfectly for what they're doing on offense, um, he's just able to create on his own in ways that are unpredictable. And then defensively, I think it's important that Vaughn Miller will be probably, will more likely than not, than be back by then, um, which will significantly help their four man rush. Yeah. It always feels like every time they play, Josh Allen just rolls out to his right and throws some completely impossible pass to Dawson Knox. And then they've also got Dalton Kincaid. So now there's two yeah. options for him to just pick on the Patriots' safeties, who are good, but Josh Allen's Josh Allen. All right, week eight, the Patriots are going to Miami. It's better than being at the end of the year where they've been playing in a bunch of cold-weather games, and then you're just going to throw them into the sweltering heat. A little bit easier, but still, Miami, historically, a horrendous place for the Patriots to play. Do they turn their luck around this year, or is it going to be more of the same? I, so I got Miami winning this one, which means they'll be splitting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first game, I thought maybe New England game planning on defense. Second one, my thought process was that Miami might have developed a bit of a counterpunch by this point. Uh, you know, one thing I didn't really talk about the first time we talked about the Dolphins was how much I do love uh, the direction that this defense is going in. I really, really like the defensive line in particular. Yeah. And I think it's a defense that does match up well with what uh, the Pats plan to do offensively because it's good run defense. They're very stout. They don't have to allocate a lot of resources to stop the run up front. So I think that um, I think both games will be kind of lower scoring than people expect. And I've got Miami winning the second time. Agreed. You mentioned that defensive line. Zach Sealer on the all-underrated team in my book. I love to watch him play. He doesn't get enough credit. Watch out for him, although it's hard to notice him when Christian Wilkins is just tearing things up. Another team now for Week 9 the Patriots don't see very often, the Commanders. Now, the last time they played, the Commanders had a completely different name. I'm glad they changed it. That should have happened a long time ago. But these are two very different teams. Brady was on the Pats the last time they faced off. New England blew out Washington 33-7 to back in 2019. But again, Ron Rivera wasn't on the team. These are very, very different. Washington, different top to bottom. And the Patriots, new quarterback, new offense, bunch of new faces on defense. How do you think this one's going to go in Foxborough? Yeah, so I got this as a win for New England. Um, Sam Howell, rookie quarterback, there's a lot I like about his game, but he is a rookie quarterback or, you know, second year quarterback who holds on to the football for a long time, which is the exact type of quarterback that the New England defenses tend to put in a torture chamber. So mm-hmm. I could see them, you know, turning him over a few times and, and benefiting as a result. Yeah, the commanders have the one defensive front that I'm more afraid of than the yeah. Eagles. Like I'm, I'm really hoping the trenches can get yeah. it together because they are just deep and absolutely terrifying all right week 10 another team that's very different from the last time the Pats saw them now the Patriots blew out the Colts last season 26 to 3 but the Colts had Sam Ellinger at quarterback I don't think he completed a pass or maybe like at one I, I should have pulled the stats up on that but I didn't want to pick on Sam it was a tough game for him uh Jonathan Taylor didn't play in that game but if he ends up playing for the Colts we don't know that would not be good for the Patriots because he ran for 170 yards in a game ceiling touchdown against them 
it was kind of like a Jamal Charles game in 2014 where it's not a lot of times that the Patriots play a running back where I'm genuinely nervous. And it's like this guy's taking over and there's nothing to do to stop him. Jonathan Taylor is one of those guys. We'll see what happens. And then it wasn't a great performance for Mac Jones, but this was also before the offense really found its footing. I mean, I wouldn't say they found their footing ever, but this was really when he was in his slump. Uh, how do you see this one going with Anthony Richardson under center? Yeah, you can kind of copy what paste what I said about rookie quarterbacks who hold on mm-hmm. to the football against this uh, defense. But I think also with the Colts, unlike the Commanders, um, not a very good defense this year by my, my estimation. Uh, I, d- I think um, you know it, it's a good matchup for New England on both sides of the ball. I like that one. Week eleven, bye week. Take a breath, <laughs> and then we move right back on to week twelve against the dreaded New York Giants. whole lot of history here. Daniel Jones has only played the Patriots once, and it did not go well. He had a 35.2 passer rating, one touchdown to three interceptions, and they didn't really use his rushing ability. He only had two carries for eight yards. But on the other side of the ball, things one, Brian Dable also understands the Patriots, and clearly they're a pretty good match. You know, Daniel Jones needs to cut down on the turnovers, be more consistent. But with guys like Darren Waller, Jalen Hyde, you know, they have a lot of guys who thrive in the slot, but I think Brian Dable's smart enough to make all that work. But Wink, I think Patriots fans will remember last preseason how Wink Martindale set a record for the most blitzes in a preseason game (laughs) when I'm pretty sure he tried to get Bailey Zappi killed. Um, The last time that the Patriots played uh, Wink's defense was when he was with the Ravens. And the Patriots actually won 23-17. They were led by Cam Newton, but this was also during the COVID season. Everything was a little wonky. And in Lamar Jackson's defense, he had to deal with what I still think was a Bill Belichick-crafted monsoon when he tried to come back in that game. It was absolutely ridiculous, the weather he had to deal with. He had no shot. How do you think this is going to go at MetLife? Uh, I think New England wins this one. Uh, you know, I, again, I, I tend to like this Patriots defense versus what I would describe as heavily schemed up offenses. Uh, but really, on the other side of the ball, that's, I think, where this is a good matchup. I do think the Giants defense will be better than they were last year. But they were, mm-hmm. I, I think, by by a lot of metrics, the worst run defense in the NFL. They made some moves to shore that up, bringing in Bobby Carrick, linebacker, some help on the inside. But I think against the Patriots defense, uh, or offense, pardon me, that wants to run the ball and throw to tight ends, um, there's going to be some matchup advantages that actually favor New England. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right. So week 13, another quarterback who's never won against Bill Belichick, Justin Herbert. Now I love Justin Herbert. And frankly, I feel bad whenever I bring up how he's performed against Bill Belichick. 
But the numbers are the numbers. He is 0-2, both times he was at home, and he's at a passer rating below 70 with two interceptions in both games. Now, this is one where the Patriots were like, we're going to play a lot of cover two because we're not trying to get the ball thrown over our heads. We're not silly. Uh, But also the Chargers defense is much different than the last time they played. Old friend J.C. Jackson, hopefully he'll be in the starting lineup by then. I guess hopefully or not hopefully, depending on, you know, what your thoughts are on J.C. Jackson. Uh, But we saw how good this defense could be, like you said, against the Dolphins. They had a really good scheme, managed to shut down that explosive pass attack how do you think this one's going to go with Justin Herbert making his first appearance at Gillette Stadium I'm giving this one to the Chargers it's really a bet on that Chargers offense being improved their new coordinator mm-hmm. Kellen Moore a couple of new pieces ideally actually healthy offensive line although saying mm-hmm. that out loud feels like tempting fate with you this team. Them. <laughs> but um yeah I you know I I, I if all if the, those things I just described come together this should be pretty high powered passing attack. Um, now that said, I still have major questions about the Chargers run defense. And as I said, you know, I, I, I do like New England's chances against bad run defenses generally, but I thought this one being kind of high scoring and LA coming out on top because the quarterback. That's fair enough. And the Patriots have been able to run it at will, but if the Chargers run defense can put the clamps on a little bit better, could be a different outcome. I think that's a very fair pick. Now, week 14 at Steelers. I think this was one that before the preseason, I thought one thing, and now yeah. I'm feeling a little bit different. And I, I don't know if you're on the same boat there, because it was one thing when, like, you know, uh, Kenny Pickett, he didn't really know what to expect from this season. Wasn't great last season. Had his flashes. Obviously, George Pickens is from another planet. He's basically what everyone wanted to kill Harry to be, where she's like, yeah, throw him the ball. He didn't have to be open. He'll catch it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Patriots won 17-14 last year, but that was with Mitch Trubisky under center, and, you know, that went how it went because then Kenny Pickett ended up taking over. And uh, another notable one, Bill Belichick is 9-3 and all time against mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin. How do you think it's going to go this time? Is Tomlin going to maybe help eat? Not even the squad. I don't know if Belichick's going to be around, but is he going to help himself here? You know – this is one where I, I also shaved my mind. I kind of went back and forth a little bit, and I think it could be the difference between the Pats winning 10 or 9 games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up going with New England, or pardon me, with uh, Pittsburgh. Um, mm. And it might be a bit of an overreaction to the preseason, I'll concede. I do feel like I'm kind of drinking the Steelers Kool-Aid offensively. <laughs> but defensively, I mean, I know, right? This pass rush looks to be quite terrifying Ooh, uh, yeah. and deep. I, I just was looking at their depth chart. And I'm like, Marcus Golden is on this team? Like, they have, like, waves of guys. And I think that kind of is what's weighted for me. Just New England against really good pass rushers makes me a little nervous. Yeah, Herbig is looking like he's from another planet. I mean, he has been absolutely crushed at this preseason. Also, this is another one that's going to – I was going to call it Hines. Do you know what it's called now? I honestly – I don't remember. I don't either. The, Allegiant? No, no it's not Accusure? Is that even a thing? I don't know. We're not. Gonna, I'm not going to do that to anybody. It's it's Heinz Field, by all accounts. All right. Now, week 15 against the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel like this is one that everyone kind of chalks up. It's like it's an easy win for the Chiefs. But my favorite fact to bring out is every time Bill Belichick has played Patrick Mahomes, he's held him without a touchdown in one half of the game, which I think is one of the wildest stats in football. I had to like I I said this over and over I triple check myself because I always think that I overlooked something but it's there so clearly 
And the game plan is usually that Belichick says we're going to man you up because we're going to take away Travis Kelsey. And if anybody else is going to beat us at the catch point, it is what it is. But usually they have the man coverage defenders in that basketball team kind of defense where they can match up with anybody. Uh, But Patrick Mahomes, 2-2 against Bill Belichick, started 0-2, 2-0 recently. Although also Mahomes has 110-plus passer rating in all but one of the games. That was 2019 when Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham were so close to pulling off an upset, but simply could not keep the ball into England's possession. And then the box score made it look like it was a really one-sided game. That was one that flies under the radar, but was a lot closer than I think people remember. And that was also one uh, Belichick. Oh, yeah, I already said that one. Go through my notes. All right, yeah. So Belichick knows what to do for at least one half of football against Patrick Mahomes. It would be crazy to just assume that's going to happen again. But given that that has been the relationship, and it's been more of a back and forth than people may give it credit for, how do you see it going this time? I still got the Chiefs. I do think you made a really good point, which is the Patriots are very unique in that I think they have um, the types of unicorn players in their secondary that actually allow them to game plan against not just Travis Kelsey, but a Chiefs offense. That's, it was very devastating last year, throwing out a 12 mm. and 13 personnel. Yeah. Very few teams can match up with that the way New England can. But, um, you know, I also like some of the improvements uh, that she's defense showed last year. Hopefully Chris Jones is playing by then. Uh, otherwise, I'm picking a lot of Chiefs games differently. Uh, and, yeah, I, 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 there are very few games where I'm going to bet against Mahomes, just to be blunt. That's totally fair. In my predictions, I had this as a win for the Patriots. And I had the disclaimer, I get one favoritism pick. And that was my one. And if anybody wants to make fun of me, they absolutely can. It makes total sense. Plus, playing against Spags, it's one thing if you play a Spags defense in the first half of the season. Because, like, you know, he's kind of tinkering. He's trying to figure out what they do well. The second half, everything clicks, and they're a buzzsaw. All right, week 16 in Denver. Now, Russ actually low-key owns Bill Belichick. And that's not what I think Patriots fans are going to like to hear, but it's true. Now, listen to this. He has passer ratings. Now, this is from 2014, where as a rookie, he beat Belichick when all the hype that week leading up to it was that, oh, Belichick against, you know, rookie quarterbacks. Yep, mad. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Then the next time they played the Super Bowl, we all know how that turned out. And then the other one, I think it was uh, 2016, where it was the last minute. uh, They threw it up to Gronk against Cam Chancellor, incomplete. Um, I'm trying to remember what the last game was. I can't. But anyway, Russ's passer rating is against Bill Belichick in their four games. 133.7, 110.6. 133.7, 110.6. That was in the Super Bowl. It was his lowest passer rating against Bill Belichick defense. Third game was 124.6. Fourth game was 132.1. So it's not just that he's been good. He's been like Madden levels of good. Um, and then on the other, not on the other side of the ball, at head coach, Sean Payton, Bill Belichick's old pal, is 2-1 and one against Bill Belichick. He was 0-2 in the first two meetings. But then the Patriots – oh, no, I'm sorry. The Patriots lost when they played them in 2009. That's the one where uh, they were recording Bill Belichick for a football life, and he and Brady are on the sideline saying, I don't know what to do with this team. Like, we just – we can't figure it out. Uh, But, yep, it's been the other way since. Uh, And then Vance Joseph, when he was with the Cardinals, lost last year 27-13 against New England. How is this one going to go in the mile-high city? Uh, I got New England here – 2014, 16, 18, point whatever, Russ might have owned New England, but uh, that Russ is not walking through the door. Uh, I, you know, I think they'll be better with Peyton, but I, I just still don't think this is a 
a super strong football team. So mm-hmm. I'll take the the Pats. I think that's fair. All right, so the Patriots are closing out with two division rivals, which that's kind of brutal to be honest, especially considering yeah. who they are. First, week 17, they are going to Buffalo. Now, I will say, I've been to Buffalo for a Pats game. I was wearing a Brady jersey and didn't think I was going to make it out alive. I was really feeling myself that week. But I will say, they were actually amazing. They're super nice. They're very intimidating, but they're very nice. And by halftime, I was deaf, and I had a massive headache because that fan base don't F around. They are fantastic. How do you think this one's going to go in Buffalo? I gave this one to Buffalo, too. I had New England splitting the other two divisional games. I guess, spoiler alert, when we get to the <laughs> Jets one. But, um, yeah, I just – I, I kind of think people are weirdly sleeping on Buffalo, too. Uh, you know, and they're, I'm sure, the betting favors to win the division, so that's kind of uh, – It's it might sound a little bit like I'm strawmanning it. But uh, I do think um, – Josh Allen played the second half last season pretty injured. And if he's healthy and he seems to be healthy, um, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people are going to be reminded of how good he is this year. Yeah. I was looking back at Allen's like not good throws against the Patriots. A lot of them you could probably attribute to the elbow injury because we yeah. saw his short accuracy was kind of shot. And yeah. a lot of them, it's just like, all right, yeah, he's, he's just not healthy right now. We'll see what he can do next season. Hopefully he reverts a little bit and starts turning the ball over. I say that as someone who follows the Patriots, but I also love Josh Allen as a person, and I think he's an amazing football player. So we'll see what happens there. All right, Patriots. Hopefully it's not the season finale, but it will be the regular season finale at home against the New York Jets. We kind of already teased it, but what's going to happen in round two against Aaron Rodgers and company? Yeah. So this one, I've got new England winning. I think kind of either they could split either of them in either order. I am. I'm a little bit, I mean, I, I, the truth is every offensive line in this division has some issues, but um, with otherwise very strong football teams, but I think given the jets offensive line is not deep starting left tackle 38 or I think he's actually older than 38 Dwayne Brown coming off of surgery. Yeah. Uh, they get started with Kai Beckton in the right tackle. We'll see how that goes. But um, I feel like at the end of the season, we could see some attrition and pass protection that'll uh, lean towards new England having an advantage. I also think it's quite possible that new England's offense looks better at the end of the year than they do at the beginning. So um, yeah, I'll give them, I'll give them this one with a victory against Aaron Rodgers, maybe keeps him from going to the playoffs. Who knows? Um, Yeah. I'm hoping this isn't just a moral victory for new England, but in terms of the division, I agreed. I had them getting swept by Buffalo. I had them splitting with their other division rivals and. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship icon of the seas, the ultimate family vacation, the ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. So overall, you've got them at nine and eight. I think that is completely reasonable. I had them in my predictions with 12 wins, which I already knew, like I said, the Chiefs one. The Chiefs was a favoritism pick. I said that. I I think realistically, especially now, like things have changed. I'd probably put them closer to nine wins, if I'm being totally honest. Maybe 10. 10, though. Like, you know, I was very iffy on the Steelers and the Chargers and 
um, 10 is totally plausible. I could, and I yeah. definitely think that the, this is a team that will be relevant at the end of the year. Yeah, I honestly kind of want to take my 12 wins back, even with the favoritism <laughs> big. I, they, I like, I knew it was optimistic. I was like fresh it's on okay. the beat, I was excited. <laughs> but you know what? Again, this is why I go outside of my bubble so I can get realistic takes before you get out of here. I meant to ask this in the beginning, but I got excited. I need right. to know what your takes are because when we're filming this, literally an hour ago, the Patriots claimed Matt Corral off of waivers. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because now they actually have a backup quarterback on the roster. Yeah, which was a big mystery. What was going to be, were they really <laughs> going to try to just, you know, elevate Zappy for the first three weeks and hope no one else claimed him? It was kind of odd. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. You know, I thought back to my um, pre-draft projections of Corral, because candidly, I haven't thought about him since then. <laughs> uh, and, you know, in college, he he was he's got a live arm he's got some mobility to him obviously there was the injury that I think did enter into the draft um that offense that they ran in college and this is what I think I quote tweeted you about was very very college spread him out extremely RPO heavy and I that's kind of where my mind went to with the signing which is uh, you and I talked about this on the division preview podcast on the Minicom show featuring Lenny go check it out about how we both wanted and expected New England to lean heavily into RPOs and take advantage of Mac Jones' skill set. We've seen some of that during the preseason. Um, and I and I have to think, you know, some of this is obviously because of Zappi's struggles during the preseason. But also, I imagine that um, Bill O'Brien looked at Corral and saw a quarterback who might be a little bit more similar to Mac Jones in some ways than – some of the other veterans out there are Bailey Zappi because of that shared DNA from college. So, mm-hmm. you know, you never want to read too much into uh random, you know, signing as a backups or whatnot, but that was kind of my interpretation. Okay. Maybe, you know, that he saw him run that RPO heavy uh, attack spread attack in college. Maybe he can see it translating if he has to fill in for Mac Jones. Yeah, I remember I was working at Next Gen when he was in his draft process, and we were like filling in all the information for like, all right, give us three stats, key stats or whatever. I looked at his RPO numbers. I was like, damn, like this is this is yeah. gonna be a tough transition to the NFL. Yes. I got to see some of his preseason tape from this year. They actually dialed way back. He had like one RPO throw all preseason. Really? Showed some actually good processing. I was surprised. Like he's going good. through his reads. He's not gonna lie. He needs Turn to. off the, the Cantor's games. <laughs> I, I was I would have been shocked if anybody had who isn't a Panthers fan was like oh yeah no I have I actually know quite a Second bit about Matt Corral's yeah. preseason performance. Uh, right. Thank you so much, Mina. Appreciate your insights. It was just fantastic as expected. For anybody who's like been living in Iceland or something and hasn't had any access to technology, where can people find you? And please tell people if you got any work coming out. You know, I'll already be on top of it. You know, thank you. Yeah, um, I'm on ESPN on NFL Live three days a week, around the horn, first take, stuff like that. But as we've been talking about, um, if you're a fan of this show, I do talk about the Patriots a fair amount on my podcast. I feel like I talk about the Patriots defense too much on my podcast. Um, We did just do an all-underrated team. And I think both on offense, Ramondre Stevenson made the team. And on defense, of course, my beloved Kyle Duggar. But I could have picked like, I actually uh, kind of – I said Judon, which is not fair because he's won, he's been in Pro Bowls and stuff. But I do think he's an underrated uh, player. So I threw Judon into the mix as well. But I love talking about the Patriots defense. So if, you like, if, you're, if you're a Patriots fan, you should definitely check it out. It's that Patriots effect where you can make a Pro Bowl, but there will probably still be a decent amount of people who have no idea who you are. Exactly. Uh, yeah. 
of course, fantastic work, Mina. Thank you so much. Thank you all for tuning in. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we will see you next time. New FanDuel customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube at YouTube TV. 